Happy New Year and welcome back, Coyotes fans. We are back. Uh, Stathead Granny joins me tonight. We're doing a rendition of our fireside, kind of warming it back up after a bit of a break. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Mr. Grandy, how are you doing, sir? Doing good. All moved into the new place. Uh, currently dealing with a snowstorm outside that's expected to drop eight inches on us tonight. Oh, so my. that's going to be fun to deal with in the morning. But that's tomorrow, Grandy's problems. So let's okay. focus on that here and now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I mean, pretty simple here. I've gotten, I think, maybe eight rays or, you know, eight inches of sunshine out here in Arizona. So luckily, uh, I don't know what snow really is. I think I've been in it like twice in my life. But besides that, you said you had a story for me, though? Yeah. So, so it's a story about these two Canadians. Okay. Who died and were sent to hell. So, All right. Uh, I think you see where this is going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. They get down to hell, and Satan comes to check on them to see how they're dealing with their punishment. And they're sitting around, chatting with each other, just having a good time. And he goes, what's going on in here? And they go, oh, you know, it's awful cold where we're from. So it's just, it's nice to have some heat every now and again. So he's like, oh, that's it. I'm turning it up even hotter. So he turns it up to the max it will go. He's walking by room after room of people screaming at him to turn it down, turn it back down. Then he gets to the room with the Canadians. And they're having a barbecue. They're just having a grand old time saying that oh, God. Oh, with weather like this, you gotta enjoy it while it's here. We had to break out the barbecue. <laughs> so he goes back and is like, you know what? If they're enjoying the heat, I'm going to make this place cold. So he freezes it. Oh no. Gets to the room. And the two Canadians are jumping and celebrating. And he goes, okay, that's it. What is going on in here? Well, well, sir, hell's frozen over. over. That means the Leafs have won the, the Stanley Cup. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my God. Makes sense. I mean, that's probably what will have to happen at this rate, it seems like. Especially if they can't be the Coyotes. Sorry, dealing with noises in a new place. No, you're fine. I was just trying to mute so we didn't get caught on camera. Or not camera, but recording. Yeah. So you'll probably have to cut that out. Yeah, I already put the note down. Um... So, uh, so yeah, so I figure that's just a nice way to kick off continuing the streak against the Maple Leafs. It's true. So. Yeah. You can't even beat the, the, what do they call it? What are they saying on Twitter? It was like, uh, the Sportsnet feed was like CCTV footage or something like that. Like, oh, jeez. What's funny is I don't understand. I haven't seen a game with that odd of lighting in this arena yet, so I don't know where that came from. It had to be yeah. something wrong with sports and cameras. That's as yeah. simple as it is. Yeah, they forgot to balance out the whiten- whiteness or something. I don't know, but that was not an ASU yeah. arena issue. Let's be very clear on that. Yeah, seriously. Um, In fact, the whole night, I mean, it's always fun to poke on the Canadians, but at this point they're for me at least even their lowest of the low regular season failures 
are just tiresome. Even these, it's not as fun to poke fun at them over because at the end of the day, only one thing matters when it comes to them, and that's whether or not they lose in the first round. Yeah, and they will. So, so yeah, I'm saving my poking fun at them for when that inevitably happens. <laughs> but um, everyone else, go at them. That's for damn sure. That's, I've been sure doing that. Absolutely. Love it. But uh, anyways, you had a subject you wanted to start us off on, so you want to get into it. Oh, that? yes. So I was just, you know, with the performance of the World Juniors obviously going on one of the best times of the year, and, you know, our prospects are doing absolutely fantastic. We have Dylan Gunther out there tearing it up. Logan Cooley was a hat-trick with last night at the time of this recording. I mean, do we, I guess the question that kind of came to rise is, you know, with our prospects doing so good, do we have that ace already? So I, I guess... What I'm proposing is, do we actually need that third pick as much as we, especially as our podcast, has been suggesting this entire time? Do you think that maybe we pick fifth, sixth, et cetera, et cetera, that would be okay? Question mark. So here's the thing. The way you phrased it is very important. Because do we need this pick? Do we need a top three pick? No, it is possible to build around it. We do need some more top-level studs. If you look at our prospect pool, there's some really good depth to it, but once you get past a couple prospects, we need more top-level guys in it. And that's just going to come. Um, But what the top three pick does, and this is what frustrates me who wants to see us be good, what the top three picks do is it takes time off of the timeline. It takes a year or two or more if you somehow luck out and get Bedard. It takes it just takes years off before you're competitive again. Um, Bill Armstrong was recently asked in an interview with The Athletic, which is a great interview. Find the podcast and listen to it. It's a great interview. All GMBA interviews are great. Uh, yeah, they just, are. I would highly recommend finding it and listening to it. But he was asked point blank in that about timelines. And he said, well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh did it really quick. Theirs was like six years, but that's because they got three first overall picks. They got Crosby. The Blackhawks did it really quick, but that's because they got Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves with two top three picks back to back. And then they made some really good moves to get vets, etc. But for most teams, it's uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 years. He pointed out the Blues. Blues was a 15-year process to get through their rebuild to the point where they are competing for the Cup. 15 years. Now, he did say we're a little bit ahead of that because of Keller and Chikrin and guys like that, because of the pieces that were already in place. But that's still you're still looking at a timeline of anywhere from 10 to 12 years using that metric. Using GMBA's own words. So if you're looking at that timeline, how can you not see getting Connor Bernard might take three years off of the deal. Getting Adam Fantilli might take two years off the deal. Getting Lucas Carlson might get uh, might take a year off of this deal. These guys all three of them would have gone first overall in last year's draft. All three of them, even with as good as Logan Cooley is looking, 
even as good as some of the guys from this last draft have looked, all three of them would still go first overall with the knowledge of how these guys have looked since the draft. All three of these guys would have gone first overall in the draft the year before this one. That's how good these three guys are. And technically there's four, Madvai Mishkov, but he's got a contract that will keep him overseas for two more years at least after the draft. Um, if he's really, really as good as they say, which they say he's supposed to be the next or the best Russian prospect since Ovechkin, not the next Ovechkin. This is a very clear distinction, not the next Ovechkin, the best Russian prospect since Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. If he is that he'll come over and make an immediate impact as well. So he'll take time off the rebuild. That contract just scares me because what if he goes to a team like us, doesn't want to play for us, and resigns in Russia? That would suck. Yeah, that would be horrible. That's a huge risk. That is a monstrous risk. As much as I like the player, I wouldn't. I would be really hard pressed to draft him because because of that risk. Mm-hmm. But you have so you have four guys technically that are this good in this draft. And with where the Coyotes are, a lot of our recent wins are flashes in the pan. Um, we've been fueled a lot by Shane Gostaspare and Jacob Chikrin this year, both of whom are going to be gone next season. Shane Gostaspare will probably be traded at the deadline. And if he's not, and we resign him, that's going to be a lot of money that a rebuilding team really won't want to commit to a 28-year-old guy. There you know. Makes sense to So these two guys have been responsible for several wins in and of themselves, and they're not going to be here for the long term. They're going to be turned into first-round picks and prospects at the deadline. Nick Bugstead has been amazing for us this year. In fact, if you were to ask me right now, I'd be hard-pressed not to name him the team MVP. He's been that good. He's a plus 10 on the year for four times. I know. When I saw that stat, I was shocked. Wow. Because when's the last time we've had a plus 10 Coyote player? A while, for sure. Um, So... But he's a UFA after this year. So do you extend him? And do you extend him, keep him for the locker room culture? Because his play this year, he's shooting a career high percentage by like five percentage points. He's or flipping at the deadline. Or he's uh having a better year defensively than he's had the last two years in Minnesota. He's playing a career year. This is his best year of his career. Do you know who all this could have been said about at last year? Travis Boyd. Oh, yeah. He did have a good year. And now, now Travis Boyd has not been good this year at all. Travis Boyd is easily the guy who needs to be replaced here. Does it would it not worry you at all? Because all of these things we've been talking about with Nick Bukestead could have been said about Travis Boyd last year. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. 
So would it worry you to sign him, knowing that we extended Travis Boyd for the same reason when we could have flipped him at the deadline for something? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> There's just so many reasons. Um, a lot of these wins we've gotten spearheaded by almost god tier goaltending. Like Veggie has been a beast, and we're starting to see him slip the last two weeks or so. And so is it is he sustainable? Is that level of goaltending sustainable? And I don't think it is, because like I said, we've already started to see the slip. Is our power play sustainable? <sighs> That's really arguable because, again, we had a month and a half long stretch where it was invisible. It was incredibly hot to start the year, and it's been incredibly hot through the last two weeks. But outside of those stretches, it's been bad. Same thing with the penalty kill. It gets hot and cold. All of these are why we are winning. It's not our five-on-five play where we are absolutely dreadful down near the bottom of the league. So these wins, do these wins matter for the long term when we're winning by lucky bounces, when we're winning by a lot of stuff like this, or does getting that top three pick and shaving years off of the rebuild matter more? Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't want us to go Chicago levels bad. What Chicago is doing this year is absolutely gross. And now they've shut down Patrick Kane for six weeks. Jesus. Going to be historically bad. And right now, looking at Chicago, if they get Connor Bedard, that might be the worst thing for that team. Because what's to keep them? Connor Bedard might make them good enough to not get another high pick that they'll desperately need to add to him. So, what's to stop the Blackhawks from becoming Edmonton 2.0? Oof. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Whereas us getting him, we have Keller, we have Gunther, we have Cooley, we have these pieces in place. Us getting him, we don't care about losing again after this year. We don't need that stud to build our team around again. We have our studs. We are set if we get Bedard. We need to add a few more defensemen. We need to add a few more draft picks, and we're still going to have a couple years where we're bad and going to do that. But when I say bad, I don't mean like this. I mean picking... Young teams lose. Yeah, young teams lose. Like the Red Wings are doing it right now. The Jersey just happens. Yeah. New Jersey was the seventh worst team in the league last year. And this year, they look like a juggernaut. Buffalo was the eighth worst team in the league this year, and this year they look great. Tate Thompson, baby. Arizona boy. It takes years for these rebuilds to click into place, and it takes takes patience. It takes hitting everything right. And even then, I mean... Talented players. And the easiest place to find those talented players are the top three picks. Hmm. My other fear... I said I had, and this is my last fear with this, is that because of these wins and how we've gotten them and who's been largely responsible for driving them, and that's not to say Krauss and Keller have been bad. I don't mean any of that with that. But anyways, why aren't we the Ducks from last year this year? 
Mm. Just give me a reason why we don't we don't look like we're going to fall apart next year. Mm. We're going to be playing a lot of our young talent. They're going to lose a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having questionable goaltending still. And DMBA in that article made it very clear that he's still going to be adding bad contracts. So we're still going to be adding guys like Cashin or similar players like that to this team next year. Um, now, I wonder if that changes if we get Bedard, but that's yeah. a, that's for another story. That's for another day. Yeah, hopefully. I really hopefully you report that, on that, I hope. I really think that if we finish in the 7, 8, 9 spot, we're going to turn around and fall apart next year and be a bottom three team again in a much worse draft. A much worse draft. Mm. Again, I don't want to be Chicago. Yeah, but I don't know. Chicago sucks. I also don't want to be picking in the middle of the lottery. Oh, boy. It's, Stressful times, I guess, huh? What else is new for us, really? I know. It's the pain of being a fan of a rebuilding team. You, Arizona team, really. I mean, geez, the Cardinals, Suns. Right now, right now, just tell me. If I had told you the Cardinals were likely to have a higher pick than the Coyotes at the start of the year, how hard would you have laughed? I honestly, I, I was actually talking to a coworker today, and I was like, "It's amazing that the Coyotes are the bright spot of Arizona sports right now." Maybe the D-backs. I, I think that's arguable. I can see someone's argument for that, but just for the sake of this thing, what, what argument? What, what? Like, what argument? I mean, the D-backs. They think they might be okay. I mean, we have a young talent, but I'm just afraid we'll probably trade them for peanuts. That's why I'm like a little bit. I can't call them a bright spot. So I'm sure we'll trade these guys we're getting for something. Maybe a new hot dog or something. Look. But I mean, the Coyotes are the bright spot of the state right now, sports-wise. I'm pretty sure. I mean, which is sad because it should be the Suns, but yeah, should be the Suns, but they're not. The the Suns are the point of why you have to nail these picks because (laughs) oh man, DeAndre Ayton just wasn't the right choice. Hey, now we don't want the Ayton stance coming after us. So we should no, probably... I don't, I don't hate DeAndre Ayton either. It's not me hating him. It's just like, but bro, I mean, clearly, it's okay to admit that we just chose the wrong guy. Like, it happens. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was going, he's going to be a pretty productive center for most of his career. Yeah. The problem he wasn't is, the guy. Yeah, he wasn't the guy we should have gone. Yeah. I mean, you have Luka Doncic putting up NBA 2K career numbers in a regular real-life game. I mean, that's it's, it's easy to say. It's okay to admit that we kind of we screwed the pooch on that one. It is. And it's, so, I mean, but speaking of, is it too early to say? And yes, the answer is yes, so you can stop me. But is it too <laughs> early to say that the Coyotes made the right move drafting Cooley over Shane Wright? I was actually, it's funny you say that. I was, no joke, I was actually going to ask you that when you were in the middle of the thing. It came to my mind. I was like, I was just going to ask you that. Yo, yeah. We, we took such a fat dub on that one. And also the Ekman Larson trade slash Connor Gallagher. I, we won that one too. That was a dub too. I don't care. I, that was a fat this, dub. This is nothing against Shane Wright. But it's like I was talking about last year when I started. I remember I started making the argument for. I remember that. No, I remember. Early on. I remember. Mm-hmm. But my argument was always Logan Cooley has the higher potential. Shane Wright has the higher floor. 
Shane Wright was a guaranteed second-line center who could step up and be a first, whereas Logan Cooley could bust out in the league or he could be a first-line superstar. And watching these world juniors, how can you say he's anything but? Yeah. He's been absolutely astoundingly good. Um, and he's been absolutely astoundingly good for Minnesota. Yeah. That he's was just yeah. an amazing player. And again, another thing I argued for was that Shane Wright needed another year. And given that he's been a healthy scratch for yeah. most of the season in Seattle, he needed another year. Yeah, you've called it quite a few times in the podcast. So I am thrilled with the Logan Cooley pick. Thrilled. Yeah, me too. Well, at least a USA guy too. I don't know, it's a little bit of country bias on that one, but it's just cool that we have the our big USA. Same with Keller. I like that he's, you know, American. It's nice to have that cool American talent showing up. And NCAA as a as a whole growing a lot too. That's really it cool. Is. It, it really is. I mean, America is starting to compete with Canada on the global mm-hmm. stage. This yeah. game, and we might as well switch to the Team Canada US or sure, local fine. juniors topic. Yes, go because ahead. This is just a natural segue. Canada looks beatable, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say and so. The USA has looked really strong outside of one game where we got stymied by the same goalie that stymied um, Canada. Yeah. Canada looks like Canada looks like it's going to go as far as Connor Bedard will take them, essentially. Gunther's been playing well, but definitely Bedard's definitely the star of the show on that one. Bedard's the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Logan Stankoven and Joshua Roy are both good prospects, fine prospects, good prospects. I take Gunther over both of them, but they're good prospects. But because they are on um, Bedard's five-on-five line, their production is through the roof, these world juniors. Yeah. So oh, yeah. as a result, the Shane Wrights and the Dylan Gunthers, whose production isn't quite the same, although Gunther does have a lot of goals, especially on the power play where he plays with Bedard. It's just Bedard has lifted that team up. That team is on Bedard's back, and it's mm-hmm. insane. He is so freaking good. It is it is so hard not to get too far ahead of yourself when talking about him because it's like, how is this guy not going to dominate the NBA, NHL? Well, it's like the He's doing Johnny Manziel thing. Remember that? Yeah. Johnny Football. I mean, Johnny Football was always different. It's so hard comparing football, NCAA football to juniors hockey because it's older just, kids, too. Yeah, older kids, too. But what Bedard's doing, we've never seen. Uh, uh, McDavid didn't even do this. He's blowing by everybody. It is. The next one, kid. He's going to be a top five player in the NHL. I am supremely confident of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you put him on a good team that's well set up and well established with prospects. It's over. It's over. It's over. You put him on 
you put them on the Blackhawks who are not set up in well-established prospects, they're still going to be damn good. Edmonton's a yeah. good team. It's just they don't have the pieces to get over the hump. Yeah. Nothing to do with McDavid. It's, nah, it's not going to be anything to do with Bedard if it happens. It's going to be... <laughs> Bernard's too good that he almost messes up the Blackhawks rebuild by how good he is because yeah. they can't add other talent around him. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Just... Yeah. That's he's... the thing, though. But do, how do you, you know, if you are the Blackhawks front office, how do you not draft Bedard? How do you pass yeah. on that? You know, at no, the same you time, to. you know? You have to. You have to. Don't. I mean... Here it's like, not, picking, it's like not picking Luka Doncic. You know, you have, you have to do that, right? No, you're supposed I'm not to saying do. the Blackhawks should pass on him. I'm just saying I don't want to see him on the Blackhawks. I don't either. I freaking hate the Blackhawks. <laughs> Sorry, he Brittany. Is, my friend's a big time, but geez, I don't like him. Uh, there's, nope. there's so many teams in the lottery I'd rather see him on. As much as it pains me, I'd rather see him in Montreal before I'd see him in Great. Chicago. Yeah, that was painful to say. Trust me. It's just he's so good. But let's I, I've waxed poetic enough about Bedard. Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, the kid's fun to watch. I mean, he is. He's been phenomenal to watch. And that goal, that game went. Oh, just what the yeah. hell? Like I said, <laughs> how does he do it, man? How did you learn to do that? Where'd you learn that from? <laughs> well, Where like did you learn said, that? Who taught you that? Like he said, every shot he put on net, the goalie was going to stop. So he had to get creative and find a different way to score, and he did. Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> that's for sure. But that's be fun to game tomorrow, that, though. And that's what's happened every game so far as Bedard's imposed his will. If, if Team USA tomorrow can stop Bedard from imposing the will on him, and I say tomorrow, that's tomorrow from when we're recording. If Team USA can stop Bedard from imposing his will on them, I really, really like their chances to win. The Cooley Snuggerud uh, Gautier line has mm-hmm. been freaking amazing. They have some really good puck movers on the back end, and they have some lines that that the, their top line is easily their best line, but they have some really good defensive minded lines down below that they can throw out against Bedard to try to slow him down. Exciting. I'm trying to watch about, tomorrow. They need, they, they probably needed a bit more offense, but Cooley and, and Snugger would have been good enough offensively to carry the load for him so far. And Canada's goalies are their weakness. I really like to cut USA's chances to win in this game. Now, maybe this all, by the time we get this out there, maybe this is all already moot, but I'm picking Team USA over that, and that's not something I thought I could say at the start of the tournament. Blind faith, I'm actually wearing my uh, USA, he's not a hockey jersey, but I'm busting that out tomorrow at the office just to hopefully give him as much good, good fortune as I can. Try and watch it. if. I can get NHL Network, that is. I know, that's been the problem. Is NHL wonders why they're not growing so much. It's like, well, if you make it you know, easier to access your things like that, it might be a big help. If this was on, even if it was on ESPN2, it would be so nice. Why is it not on ESPN Plus? Like, why is this not an ESPN Plus thing? Like, this because is, they have the NHL contract. Like, why not just add they this don't on have, 
they don't have the World Juniors contract. Like, why? So, get, get on um, it, Disney. This belongs to, I think this belongs to whoever has the IIHF oh. thing, and I think that might still be NBC. Because they have it on Peacock? It might be. I can look, actually. I had Peacock. It might be, but NHL Network isn't the Peacock thing. It's just... It's confusing. TV rights are confusing. They just need to... Yeah, it's getting worse with the streaming era. It does. Streaming was supposed to put an end to it, and instead all it's done is make it worse anyways. Yeah. Off topic. Gosh. Off topic on the fire side. That's a that's a new one for us, <laughs> right? Pretty um, sure. The other thing, the other thing with these World Juniors is Julian Lutz was easily Germany's best player all tournament long. His mm-hmm. stats don't show it, but that's because Germany was rough. They rough were rough. The up too. Um, but he carried most of their scoring chances. He carried most of their expected goals. So. Cooley's been absolutely amazing. Um, then I didn't like Lipkin's tournament. He didn't have the best tournament, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And that's one thing before we go further. I've seen a lot of people saying this or that about players who have had bad tournaments. All a tournament like this should do is um, you shouldn't take too much away scouting-wise from a tournament like this because it's such a small sample size. It can confirm what you already believe about a prospect, but it shouldn't change your mind about a prospect. Because, for instance... Adam Fantilli's had a really rough tournament. Adam Fantilli is still a great player. He's still going to be a great player. He's just having a rough tournament. Mm-hmm. That's the norm for underage players, which he technically is. These kids That's, are young. I mean, this called yeah, World Juniors. I mean, these are kids. Kids. But not every underager comes in here and dominates like Bedard does. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. It's um, fun to watch too. It is. Just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the ride. So, but don't don't sit there hating on players because they've had a rough tournament. It doesn't change anything about them. It's too small a sample size to really get a full opinion on them. It's just, oh, Lipkin's tournament was rough though. That's all yeah. I was trying to say. Just don't hold it against him. <laughs> I really wish Gunther was playing on Bedard's line because nasty. He's just he's gotten lost in the Team Canada thing when they're not on the power play. He really has. It's unfortunate, but everyone on the team has felt it's just when you have that one player that's excelling to that extent. Everyone else seems that much worse by comparison unless they're playing directly with him. And it's unfortunate. Gunther has had an incredible World Juniors by just about every standard out there, except for the fact that he's playing on Bedard's team, so Bedard's line mates make him look like he's having a bad World Juniors. Yeah. 
It happens. He'll do good. No, I like having him around, though. He did okay with us, too. Those, what, he had, like, what, eight or nine games with us? Seven games? No, he did, he did more than that. He was at, like, 21. I can't remember the exact number, but he was well over his nine-game sample size. Like that. Um, but, yeah, he's had he had a good World Juniors. It's just so hard to quantify that because of how freaking good that top line of Canada has been. Going to lose to Team USA tomorrow, hopefully, manifesting. Easily. The second best forward of this entire tournament easily has been Logan Cooley. Mm -hmm. Kid's on fire, man. He's so good. He's just so, so good. (sighs) And he's ours. That's the cool part. (laughs) That's our prospect. That's the coolest thing. Is like, Gunther's still doing good too, but it's like that those are our prospects. Those are coyotes. Like that's the craziest thing of it all. It's like we have those players that people are like, Oh, do you see that cool Cooley goal? It's like, yeah, he's a coyote. Not a big deal, as they say on the uh spitting chicklets. Yeah, not a big deal. Just not a big deal. Absolutely. I'm in love with Cooley. We've been we've talked about this since last year. I'm in love with Cooley. He's just so good. And he's ours. That's the crazy thing. I can't get over it. I know I just said it, but man, it's like, he's really our problem. Like, that's our kid. Like, that's ours. And the thing I love about him, too, it's something that not everybody's a fan of, but he definitely has that Trevor Zegers like swagger to his game. Yeah. He is a confident player. Sometimes, sometimes into cocky. And that's a good thing. I think so too. It means, mm-hmm. it means he is going to have players try to beat his head in, like Zegers has had a couple times. Sorry about that, uh, Roussel. <laughs> but oh yeah, but he's so good. He's so good, and he's ours. Oh, mm-hmm. and if what a cool can, name too. This is another reason why I personally am not a fan of bringing back said next year is tell me that Cooley, Kraus, Michelli wouldn't be an absolutely dynamite line. Uh, I'm drooling thinking about it. That's awesome. I want it now. Uh, I wish I could fast forward in the future and just see it now. I'd love that. That's it seems like that's a theme uh, on the podcast. Fast forward to the future and see it now. God, I wish. All right, if I had a time machine, that's what I'd waste it on. Sorry. Uh, exactly where my quarter's going, for sure. Oh. Well, speaking of next year, too. Uh, I know it's not, I, I'll say a hot topic, maybe for the old heads that just think that hockey's just whatever. But Seattle, Vegas, you know, Winter Classic, I think that's great. I know we kind of talked about it before the podcast, but I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, talk well, about growing the game. I mean, they get the same I old teams, the Bruins, the Red Wings, the Blackhawks. Like, I mean, they all have had one. You know, why not give it to the new guys? I love it. I love it. It is a great idea. Seattle has done phenomenal with marketing their team. Seattle has done mm-hmm. they have. all this. Mm-hmm. They deserve a Winter Classic. And I know there's some Coyotes fans mad that it's we're being stiffed again and the new kids are going to get one before we are. 
part of that is it was never going to happen in Glendale due to Batman and Glendale's relationship. Yep. And our time will come. Our time will come. Craig's already said that Craig Morgan has said our time will come. Batman has said our time will come. We are due for one. It's just not going to be next year. It's probably not going to be till the Tempe arena is done. And that's fine. Cause I want to get a Logan Cooley, cool throwback, you know, custom Jersey. So that works for me. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. That works for me. I'm taking it. That's fine. I'll enjoy this Seattle Vegas, let's, you know, let's do it when we're a better team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Seattle Vegas, Seattle's been surprisingly good this year. Yep. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun environment. Seattle is going to do this right because they've done most things right aside from their fantasy draft. Or not their fantasy, expansion draft. Expansion draft, draft. Yeah. yeah. Expansion draft. That was so weird. That, that was, it was cool to watch that too. That wasn't the 100% their fault because it got leaked. Oh, yeah. But once it got leaked, it just took all the air out of it. It just took, yeah. it was like, what is the point of even watching this? I stopped halfway through. It's like knowing your Christmas gifts. Yep. Not I mean, it's at so all. good you got them, but it's like it is does hit different when you don't know and you unwrap something you really wanted. So, you know, same yeah. thing with their draft. Exactly. But I like it. I, I'm just sick of, you know, I think the NHL is a big problem. And I was actually talking to my cousin about this just before, you know, I got in the recording thing. You know, the NHL, uh, soccer just passed, you know, as we all know, I've said it before. Uh, soccer just passed hockey to be the fourth most watched sport in the country. He was surprised by that, but I wasn't because, I mean, the NHL is a terrible job of marketing itself, as we've discussed in the podcast before. I mean, look at NHL Network. How do you watch it outside of having an old cable TV plan? You have to have direct TV, really? I mean, there's YouTube TV, there's Hulu, there's what, Fubo, whatever, Sling, and none of them have it? Are you kidding me? How, I mean, how are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to market your players? You know, we let. We're complaining that Vegas and you know Seattle are getting a World, or a World Cup. I saw WC on there, a Winter Classic, and you know it's like, well, why why not? They're they're great teams with popular with younger, you know, Seattle and Vegas. You know, they're newer, fresher teams. You know, we've had we've seen Detroit, we've seen Pittsburgh, we've seen Boston, we've seen you know. It's time to let these other teams kind of shine and and really kind of show the other markets. You know what I mean? It's time. And also bring back the World Cup of Hockey. Make that more of a priority. That's my stance. And that's why. And our friends over at the Late Arrival Pod is going to like this. But part of why the Ducks are my second favorite team to get Bedard, I want to see him somewhere unconventional. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I want to see the game grow there. Mm -hmm. So... If it can't be us, put them somewhere west. Put them somewhere south. Yeah, really. I mean, why? Why, why should we have this? I don't know. I mean, I agree to your point. It's like my mind's all jumbled all over it. But it's like, I don't know. It's time to really expand. Cause, I mean, soccer's taking over, and like we said, you know, the World Cup's coming here, and so soccer's only going to get big. This is the NHL's prime time to really get marketing itself because once the World Cup hits in 2026, it's going to really, really explode. With Team USA playing the way they are, their players getting more popular, more exposure. It's time. It, it's t- NHL. You got to do something. Otherwise, I mean, hey, maybe they do become something smaller than they already are. Next one up in the 
I have an argument that I don't think Kyrie's fans are going to like. What's that? I think if the NHL does indeed rig it, which I've talked multiple times about why they don't, but if they did rig it, why would they rig it for anyone but us? Yeah, we're pretty much their like experimental baby, really. Like if if we fail, Batman looks like shit for investing in us this long. I mean, what's it been since really our trouble started what night two thousand three ish? Maybe two thousand nine when we went on bankruptcy. I mean, so really yep. for over ten years it's been this shaky we just now got an owner a couple of years ago. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it would be kind of rigged to our favor. It would make the most, not the most sense, but you know what I mean? I, I totally get what you're saying there. Him going, yeah. him going to Chicago, what does that do for the NHL aside from open up a major, major can of worms because mm-hmm. it reopens the Chicago ordeal? Um, yep. Because when they get him, you can bet your ass there's going to be countless people bringing up Kyle Beach. Oh, yeah. And then the other scandal, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So That's a blemish for a long time. So that's going to be bad press the NHLs would want to avoid if they would rig it. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. What does Bedard going to Chicago do to grow the game? Nothing. Get more Blackhawks, make us sell more seats in Chicago. But I mean, that's a conventional market. I mean, it's a conventional market, and people way, 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 way overestimate the importance of selling tickets in an arena. Mm-hmm. It's about the TV game nowadays, man. Yeah, you want to grow the big markets, and Phoenix market is a top five TV market. Growing that, maximizing that should be the NHL's top priority. Hear that, Canada? Hear that? Top five. Top five. Bigger than Edmonton. Bigger than Vancouver. I think just smaller than Toronto, right? Maybe a little bigger than Toronto? I'm not quite sure how that stacks up. It might, I think it's smaller than Toronto, and it might be smaller than Montreal. But I mean, bigger than most Canadian cities that are only have 10 people in them. So. I mean, it's bigger than Edmonton, Winnipeg, Quebec. <laughs> I know there's like three teams you could put together and it's bigger than, and I think it's Edmonton and Winnipeg. If you put those three teams together, it's still a bigger TV market. Mm-hmm. And growing. Maricopa so, County was the fastest growing county last year. The fastest in the entire country. And that's where, the, it's where, you know, for those listening outside of it, Arizona, that's they, where Tempe is. The only thing, the only thing that doesn't make sense about it is the bad press that would come from him playing in a 5,000 seat arena. It's that's temporary too. I mean, it's something that, I mean, and that's, that's exactly it. That's temporary. That's not going to be hanging over their head for. Yeah, exactly. There's like Kyle beach and yeah, about to say, other- yeah, we didn't have the Kyle beach incident here. Are our owners perfect. No, they've had their fair share. Of con- what NHL team really has it or any billion dollar, you know, corporation slash league. You know what I mean? The NFL, <laughs> NBA. I mean, but still, it's like, I mean, he plays in a 5,000 seat arena. Like, ooh, he gets some memes on the internet and then you move on. This Winter Classic, do you know why it was kind of weird? Why is that? It happened in Fenway in Boston with the Boston Bruins. With the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. 
The owners of the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park own the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so how is that not a little weird? That's true. I didn't know that. Okay. I was wondering where you're going with that. I was like, yeah, those are two big market teams. Like, I didn't... Oh, I follow you. Huh. I didn't know that. Conflict of interest? NHL? Hmm. It's, but it's just crazy with all the growth of markets like that. So it's just a, just a funny. We're in, NHL isn't quite a pickle. Like I said, I hope they can. I don't know. I think this Winter Classic will do good for it. I really do. I really. Uh, it will. But, you know, speaking yeah. of, I guess, old markets, let's bring this up. I've been waiting to talk about this one. Uh, John Scott, what was it? Uh, two weeks ago now? A week ago? Our time is an illusion. It flew by so fast, the holidays. Uh, how he said, oh, McDavid's probably, you know, what, top five player in the, in the world or whatever, but I wouldn't have him on my team. Like, what a freaking idiot. Anyway. He wouldn't have him on his playoff team. He wouldn't be That's what it was. Playoff team. Yeah, that's what it was. Freaking just moron. a ridiculous take. Like, yeah, it's the dumbest it's, take. I've had some dumb takes, but Jesus Christ, that takes the cake for me. I God, get what trying to say. I understand what he's trying to say, that you need size and you need stuff like that to win in the playoffs. But Connor McDavid scored, what was it? 31 points in 20 ish games last year? Yeah, it was like something that. third last playoff run. Yeah. <sighs> and Just, even if you have Connor McDavid on your team, why? I mean, you can still have big body people. Like, you don't like, what do you want? Just a bunch of hulking freaking. Hulks, you know, out there. That's it. I mean, what a yeah. stupid take. What an idiot. Yeah. I mean, Look, golly, man. Everyone knows, I think, by this point, everyone who's listened to our podcast in the past has heard me talk about why I have issues with John Scott. And it's not really John Scott's fault, but that whole All Star game, taking the last. Yeah, it was stupid. It was Doan's last shot at an all-star game, man. He was having what? that year. I mean, he should have been the one to go. Mm-hmm. And it got taken. Uh, it got taken because trolls decided to send him to the game to prove to the NHL that fan voting was stupid. Well, screw you. You yeah. stole it from fucking... Uh, you stole it from Doan. Yeah, you did. And, John, and he just, you know, this podcast really isn't that great. I listen to it. And, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if our podcast is higher quality. I'm like, you know, we're just dudes in our basements out here. Yeah. I'm, um, honest, I'm not just saying that just to, like, you know, prop us up. Like, I've, I've listened to it because I was like, hey, you know what? I mean, might as well see what it's all about. And I was like, wow, this is, I'm actually a little shocked. I'm not going to lie. I've never listened to it, so I can't speak to that. It's just, it's one of those things where I know what his, his opinion would be. And. Dumb. I know mine and his opinions aren't going to line up. It's just what I would love to know. And I think somebody should go listen to that podcast, which will probably be me to find out who would be his top 15. I don't don't know. Because brick wall with skates on it. The gorilla from the (laughs) San Diego zoo, some skates on him or something. Here's the thing. If you want to talk about his lack of playoff success, the amount of players that have had playoff success at 25 years old is incredibly thin. People forget how young this guy is. 
<laughs> and it's not exactly his fault that they gave a guy who's a second pairing defenseman and Darnell Nurse $9.5 million a year. It's not his fault that they're paying until this year. Mike Smith, way too much money to play goal. Yeah. It's not his fault that they had Milan Lucic or um, oh, who's the other guy that they traded Lucic for? Making way too much money. Oh, James Neal. Making way too That's much what money. That's it was, yeah. I was just looking it up. Yep. To be bad. How is this McDavid's fault that they're spending this much money on fringe players? Yeah. He's a stud. Drysaddle's a stud, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hopkins is a stud. They have three really, really good pieces there. After that, it's yeah. But if there... you add a body, even if like he he wants to add that whole old school hockey kind of guy, like what difference is it going to make? I mean, yeah, you have a guy that I guess can hit kind of hard. I mean, and maybe you know, come to the defense and fighting. I... But I mean, fighting's getting phased out. I mean, there's a reason why. The king of old school hockey, Ryan Reeves, played what two games last year in the playoffs for the Rangers? Something like that, yeah. I'm gonna look this up and see exactly how many games he played. Players like that, because all they offer is hitting, get phased out of games really quickly because you need guys who can do more. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a whole, just a brick wall with skates. I mean, I like the big hits too. Don't get me wrong. I like the fights are cool and the big hits are cool. But I mean, let's face it, the game has become more technical. I mean, you saw what would you talk about? Um, oh the no, darts pole. I mean, that's where the game's going. Those are the kind of kids that are showing up. You know. Here we go. He played. They don't have hits on here. But he played 18 games, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, minus one, 12 penalty in minutes, 13 shots, and was 10% from the face-off circle. Oh, boy. Um, that's just gross. Yeah. How much how big is his contract? His contract isn't that huge, but I'm trying to find something that'll give me okay. The highest the last game of the playoffs with or no, the first game of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure New York lost. He played the most amount of time with 16-10. Then immediately 10-19, 6-43, 9-58. 625, 625, 619, 1123. He was a non factor. Yeah. He could have been off the team. He could have called in sick that day for most of those days. And that is the quintessential old school guy in the modern game. The game is just changing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. Just. And then physicality is always going to be a part of the game. But you know who's incredibly physical and scores a bunch of goals? Austin Krause. Oh, yeah. 
Our own, very own, Lawson Krauss. Your guys like that are going to be the new guys because you need them to do more than just hit. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. What a dumb opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I really was, I sat there for a minute and was like, he really said that. Like, damn. Okay. That's just some weird stuff in this podcast, but whew. You know what? We're going to call it out. So let's do it right here. Let's okay. take turns drafting our playoff teams. Okay. Who's your first overall pick? For a playoff team? Like who's going to make the playoffs? Yeah, you get first pick. I get second and third, then you get fourth. No, for your playoff team, your dream playoff roster. Right, players or teams? I'm sorry, Player. I'm not following. Oh, players. players. Oh, shoot, give me Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, first overall. Yeah, I'll take that. I you fool, you it. gave me Connor McDavid? I did. Give me Connor McDavid and Patrice Bergeron. Oh, that's a good one too, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, I get fourth, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with Leon Dreisaitl. Learn from my mistakes. I'm going to go kick. Oh, nope. You have another pick. Oh, I got two. That's right. Um, you got Patrice Bergeron. You got McDavid. Uh, still hard. Ovechkin. I trust he's got more in the tank. I'm going to go Kale McCarr and Andre Vasilyevsky. <sighs> Damn it, Kale McCarr. Damn it. Ah, oh. okay. So Vasilevsky's your goalie. For my goalie, go with one more round after this. So you get two more picks. I get one more pick. Mm. No, no. Let's fill out a starting five. So I need one more forward and one more defenseman. You need That's two defensemen tough. and the goalie. Or starting six. I'm sorry. Let's see. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. My goalie. I'm trying to think of one. Uh, I want to say one, but he just isn't. No. I still love him, but. Well, he did win. You know what? Yeah, Vasilevsky. Damn, I knew I should have chosen him, man. God damn it. Uh, that was the one I was really worried was going to slip. And then I started. I, to- man, I should have just picked that one. Damn it. I started to say kill the cars there, and I was worried you had picked up on that. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I should have gotten... God damn it. Um, I'll go with... Definitely not Jordan Biddington. That guy sucks. Want- fuck him. So, <laughs> I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with Darcy Kemper. Fuck it, dude. I love him so much. I miss him. I don't give a fuck. I miss him. I want him back so bad. I mean, he is a Stanley Cup winning. Yeah, so I'll take him. I trust him. I, I put him... I-, I trust him. I'll put him in there. And then defenseman... Oh, man. So, you get one defenseman, then I get a pick, then you get your last pick. I believe that's how it's going to work, right? Yeah. Um, no? I'm missing... Right. And so, um, I get two picks after this. Yeah, you do get two picks. I'm going to go with... Oh, Cider. Duh. More Cider. He's going to play... Oh. Victor Hedman. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was on my list too. Yeah, Kita Kucherov. Kita Kucherov. That's always a good one. Last defenseman. Uh, 
I should tweet this out in a poll and see whose team they pick. Honestly, yeah, you should. That's that's a good idea. Um, uh, uh, go with his scanning. You don't hate the stars, but yeah, but he's so good. He's so underrated. He is. That's why I'm picking him. Him and Cider, oh, all day. That is extremely shut down. Oh yeah. And, and Kemper, I trust him enough. I think they're good enough to work. Kemper, even if he kind of has a bit of an age, you know, he can kind of they can kind of cover him. So I, I trust that back line for sure. I, I trust it. Now, not to go all John Scott on you, but what are you going to do about the fact that Austin Matthews has never performed in the playoffs? Huh? I'm going to give him the best pep talk ever, <laughs> and say, "Hey, look, man, let me just sit down for a minute and say, look, we ain't the Leafs. All right, uh, we're better than them in every way, and I will offer him whatever." Restaurant of his choice in Arizona. I got you, buddy. Ugh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should. This should be. Maybe we can get the other two boys involved in the next like full recording too. Do a full. Mm-hmm. Draw straws. We draft. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah. Maybe for our, maybe for our fiftieth episode special. Maybe. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, my cousin Josh again give him more credit. He said do a forty-eight. Be the big one because state 48, you know, Arizona. Ooh, I was like, okay. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, right. I know. I got him credit on that. Gotta give him credit. He's, that was his idea. Uh, so before we ramble too much longer, uh-huh. uh, any other topics you wanted to hit on? Um, I mean, we kind of mentioned just, I mentioned Bennington, you know, players like him, you know, I know he's just been a fucking shithead lately, you know. Lately, it's been really annoying. Well, lately, you know what I mean. I guess he, what was that thing he like tripped? I don't remember exactly. I just, God, I hate that kid, he's, man. He's, he's he's been a shithead his whole career. Yeah, and he's had one good year. I mean, it's like, bro, who are you? You know, like Jesus. Oh, it's oh, the all- Gunther not coming to Oil King. So could you? I know you said it in the chat, but I don't remember exactly like what the. So he, he he's oh, okay. coming to Arizona, or what's going on with that? That's the last thing I want to talk about. He's going to Arizona, which was always known. It was just confirmed by an Edmonton reporter that he was definitely not going back to the Oil Kings. Which okay. The only reason it made a difference to the Oil Kings was they would have immediately traded him for a shit ton of picks. Because they aren't going anywhere this year. So that's all it was. It was we, always, we always knew he was going back. He was coming back to Arizona. He had already played past his nine games. There was no point in sending him down. My only hope is he gets more than the seven to ten minutes he was getting before he left. Um, I think he will. I think he'll slot. He, I think you could see him slot in where Michelli was playing before Michelli got hurt. But I'll take it. Is it truly to buy his jersey, you think? Is it time to buy a Gunther jersey? Are we still waiting on that? I'm still waiting on that because I don't know if I want a Gunther or a Cooley more. Or oh, even yeah. a Kelly. I will be getting a Doan for sure when he comes up. I'll be buying one of those regardless for sure. Kelly was so damn fun to watch. Yeah, Kelly was fun to watch. I'll, I don't know. I'll probably get a player shirt for him, I think. I'll buy a Keller for sure. I need to get one. I don't have one yet. He was amazing tonight. He's See, so good. A game like tonight is one I'll take every day of the week. Pickering yeah. builds the trade value. Mm-hmm. Our core pieces play well. 
It's an entertaining game, and we lose. <laughs> we lose. <laughs> I mean, Being a fan of a rebuilding team is weird. It really is, but... <sighs> oh, that reminds me, my youngest sister, Mackenzie, she's been kind of getting into hockey, watching the Coyotes, and she's like, we lost. And she's like, you know, sad emojis. Like, no, this is good. It's in her thumbs up. Like, we need, we need the high draft pick, so... She's kind of like, wait, we want to lose? I'm like, for now, yes. Well, for now. As we discussed, we don't need they it. They want to lose. Well, Shit, would it be nice? Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, Bedard, oh, it's, I can't. I don't want to think about it. I'll get my heart broken. I know. This summer. I, that's, what's so funny is I've never even considered Bedard to the Coyotes. My goal has always been Fantilli, simply so I'll have less of a disappointment when it doesn't happen. That's true. Well, I guess you're. We're saving yourself for a little bit. But if there's any year to cash in on all of our bad lottery luck and cash in what the odds owe us, it's this year. I hope so, man. If one HL, if you're going to rig it, I mean, you don't give us number one overall, but, you know, we'll take two. Even three. number two, even three. Like yeah, I'll this, take three. I think Lu- Lucas Carlson had an amazing tournament himself for Sweden. He's been amazing. Give the third best forward to uh, an ASU or Canada guy if they want to split it up among teams. He's probably the favorite right now to get it. Um, if he's not, though, if they don't, if they don't mind giving it to the same team, it's going to go to Snuggerud or Stankoven because they've been that good. Those lines have been that good. But Carlson has been amazing in his own right, and he's another underager. And he's big. He's like six foot two, I think. Power forward type. Oh, oh John Scott's favorite. Well, no, because he's got skill. Oh, right. That's right. Oh, that was a dirty one. Jesus Christ. Whew. All right. <laughs> um, it's just... Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to cut the years off of this rebuild. Yeah, me too. I, like I said, I mean, I just can't wait for us to be good again. The new shiny new what arena. I, what I can't wait for is for us to draft, us to win the lottery for the second pick, draft Adam Fantilli, trade Jacob Chikrin to the Blues, get Jimmy Snuggerud, and a first-round pick plus... And keep the Snuggerud Cooley magic together. Let, they've been lighting it up at Minnesota. They lit it up at the UNTDP. They've been line mates for like the last four years. Keep them together. That just be that's my dream right now is to get Snuggerud on this team by hook or by crook. By hook or by crook. I like that. Keep them going. Keep the chemistry together. Oh. It would be fantastic to watch those two playing on the same line in the pros, too. I think so. We'll see what happens. It's a long... We're halfway through the season almost, just about halfway. I think we've passed the halfway point. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're getting getting there. Draft season's coming. January is when I think we're going to see the first trade domino fall. I think we might see. Ch- I, th- I thought we'd see Chicken traded before the end of the year. I don't know if we're going to see Chicken traded before the draft at this point. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I trust GMBA. Like I said, I drink his Kool-Aid, so I'm here for it. whatever he decides to do best. I think you will see someone traded this month. Wonder who. <laughs> between, well, between Gostas Bear, Bugstead, Troy Stetcher. There's a whole list of candidates out there that could be a possibility, but I think you're going to see someone traded this month. Well, exciting. Both to build up the prospect pool more and know what we have coming in and to make us worse. Because I don't know how a single GM of a bad team can't be watching the World Juniors and going, trade everyone. As long as we don't uh, as long as we don't get Chicago bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, I want to be have the best odds at it, but getting to that level of bad is could be irreversible damage to the team long term. I don't want to be that bad. I I'd rather pick seventh in the draft than be as bad on the ice as Chicago's been this year. So, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I'd rather pick 12th in this draft than be as bad yeah. as Chicago's been this year. Because I know I don't get called a downer a lot because I've been kind of grumpy about a few of these wins, but <laughs> I don't want to see us as bad as Chicago, and I want to be very, very clear on that fact. Chicago is just so rough. It's so bad. And their prospect pool, they made some decent picks this year, but it's so light. Oh, Good luck, Chicago. Good luck. It's either going to be a long, long rebuild, and they hopefully build a good team. And I say hopefully because I want more good teams in the NHL. It's yeah. Just, it's just well, it's not the Blackhawks to be good. I don't mind good teams in the NHL, just not the Blackhawks to be good. That'd be uh, nice. I don't care if the Blackhawks are good as long as it helps the NHL grow and puts more cough or more salary cap space out there to use. But I guess so. God, I really just don't want to see them rewarded for this because what they did this year was embarrassing. They went out and got players who would put up stats and be tradable. They cut all their good players for nothing simply so they wouldn't have them at the start of the year and start out worse. Yeah. That's strategy, I guess. Dylan Strom is a good player who they let go to Washington where he's played really well. He's inconsistent still because that's Dylan Strom. Yeah. But... You know? But... They cut him for nothing rather than have him start on the team and trade him for something at the deadline. Mm-hmm. There's another guy, I can't remember who it was, that they cut for nothing who, again, was a good player for them last year. They did stuff like this, and they went out and signed Max Domi, who, at this point in his career, is all fluff and no real substance to his game. He puts hmm. up stats when he gets given ice time, but I don't know how much he contributes to winning hockey 
And that's being proven because he's putting up stats in Chicago. He's going to get traded because they'll look at that stat line. Yeah. But he sure as hell hasn't contributed to any winning there. Well. It's just, dog, I really, there's tanking and the Coyotes are tanking. Don't make any doubt about that. The Coyotes are tanking. Yeah. But there's tanking. And then there's whatever Chicago is doing. Their best. One thing I hold firm is that you shouldn't be tanking for the first overall pick. You want the first overall pick, obviously. But if you're tanking to get the first overall pick and then don't get it, and that was your whole plan was just to get the first overall pick, you've already failed because what are you going to do now that you don't have it? Yeah, whoops. And I don't feel like the Coyotes have been tanking for the first overall pick. They've just been tanking to get as best a pick as they can get and pick the best player available. They still play fun hockey to watch, too. And they still play, for the most part, good They still play, play hard. Mm-hmm. The team competes and works its ass off. Every game, you look at some of the stuff like blocked shots, and we've blocked like 25 shots. It's insane. We, we play hard. We give gutsy efforts night out and night in. Um, we just don't have the skill to put it all together sometimes, and it's especially noticeable in a game like this where we have turnovers that lead directly to goals and stuff like that because our talent level isn't there. So By design. By design. Partially. Partially by design, partially because it was never there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as we loved Christian Dvorak and Connor Garland, what have they done since trade, since we've traded them, that's shown that they should have been chips to be built around? Yeah, I mean... They've been middle six players at best, bottom six players for most of it. That's not players to build around. Yeah, that's true. We got first round picks for them. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, hey, anything's possible. We I got just, Dylan Gunther. And Dylan Gunther is a player to build around. Yeah, he is. Fun to watch. And next year, when his confidence is there and his minutes are there, and he's playing on the line with a better playmaker and he's shooting more, yeah. oh, forget about it. It's over. That's my biggest complaint this year with Michelli and him is neither of them are shooting as much as they should be. And I get they want to give it to the players like Krauss, like Keller, who right now are better than them. Be selfish. Take yeah. that. Shoot the puck. And shoot it often. Gunner's called Gunner for a reason. Gun the puck. Gun the puck. That's, I'm just, yeah. I am really excited about the rebuild. And yeah, I'm having a lot of fun this year. No matter what my dour complexion might say. I just want this rebuild to be over. 
I don't want to cheer for losses after this year. Yeah, me neither. If we don't get a top five pick or top three pick or whatever, are we still cheering for losses next year? I think we might be. Maybe. Yeah, probably. But we'll we'll be here giving content all about it throughout the good, bad, or ugly. We'll be here. The one thing I will say is I am really grateful this year has never been as ugly as last year. God, that was rough. Oh, that was rough. Whoo, man. It, but it got us coolie. Yeah, yeah it, it was worth it. I mean, it, it was worth it. It's just, man, that was rough. Oh, man. Let's not do that again. Another thing I wanted to touch on, too, because this is a common thing I've been heard, mm-hmm. is, well, the Coyotes can just add that talent. We can sign people. The Columbus Blue Jackets signed the best free agent in hockey this offseason. Yeah, they did. And are the third worst team in the league. Well. Does it really help that much? The easiest, best way to find this talent without killing your salary cap, without hurting your future, is in the draft. Homegrown, which the Suns were good at. And the other thing is, the Senators traded for the the biggest chip on the trade market this year in Alex DeBrincat, and they are the seventh worst team in the league. It's just it's a weird, weird times, you know. It's just it is, but it also just shows the nature of rebuilds. Yep. You can't do what the LA Rams are doing. You know, you have to, like you said. I mean, it's in the draft. I mean, you have to build your your crew up from that way. But would you would you take that though? I'd would you one. take four years with no picks and no future for winning a cup this year? It's hard because a big part of me would love nothing more and have the ring and say, you know, we got the ring, screw it, whatever. But at the same time, if I can suffer through four years and get maybe two cups, maybe three, that's like the Blackhawks. I hate to say, I hate to praise them, but I, like the Blackhawks did. I, I think. I think, yeah, I would probably take the rebuild, yeah. I can't believe I'm about to disagree with you on this one. I'd take the ring. I'd still take the ring now. Wow. I'm surprised you... you, Not the 500K, but you'll take the ring now, huh? (laughs) Well, yeah, because... The 500K, that was different. I know the ring's coming eventually. But if you can guarantee me a ring this year at the expense of four years of rough play after this, like the Rams, I would take it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I guess there's something to that. Get glory forever, you know? However, having said that, I really do want a consistently good team. That is the dream. That's what I the, want. I want a team that is constantly in the playoffs. Like the, you know, I guess what trying to think of a recent team. Four, five, six, seven, eight yeah. years straight. Yeah. You don't That's see what I want. it. We made the we had a three year run with the playoffs, and we treasure those three years because that's it. Yeah, I mean honestly, the twenty twelve run they call it the run on like the Coyote subreddit too, like the run. If we all know what you mean, we just call it the run. Like that's twenty twelve. And that so run in high school. That run, I think, is what people hold on to as to why why you can compete with without getting those top picks. Blue collar team. But 
at the same time, there is a reason that run only lasted three years. Yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> Verbata's great, but he's not, you know. I've David. said this before. At the end of this rebuild, I don't want to be the Minnesota Wild. I want to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. I want to be the Colorado Avalanche. I want to be the villains for sure. That's for yeah. sure. I want to be, I the, want to team be the team everyone else looks at. It goes, we need to beat them to get to where we want to yes. go. I want people to be pissed off. Like, fuck, the Coyotes are there again. Or That's what I want. I want to be the villain. I want to be. I don't want to be the team that's like, oh, hey, look, they made it again. How yeah. cute. Charity case. To, yeah. I don't want to be the team that's perpetually mediocre. Because, like I said, I look at the Minnesota Wild and they're consistently good. When's the last but time they've been really bad? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. They've made the playoffs a lot in the last 10 years. But outside of a run, what have they had to show for it? I mean, not much. I want to be consistently good. And that's my thing. That's my thing with my rebuild. So please put up with my crankiness. Yeah. Just understand. A little bit longer, guys. A little bit longer. It's for the good of the team that I'm cranky. Yep. <laughs> it's He's just... been fighting the battles. Let him give him this. He was right about Keller. Come on. Give him this, guys. Give him this one. <laughs> oh, I will say, it. it's so funny. When I'm in there arguing that we should be losing, it's. It's like I, f- I feel like if I almost feel like Thanos with the whole my <laughs> will be. is the only one strong enough to do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you sacrifice? Everything. So well, I think uh... everything. God. <laughs> Although, let's be real, the real Thanos of this is is GMBA. I mean, he, he, yeah. He, I mean, that's a bold step to go up to a new owner who's going to pay you, you know, millions or whatever GMs make and be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to, you're going to be a shitty hockey team for like three years, but you buy my plan, you get in rings. Like, that, that's a tough sell. I mean, that can't be easy. Thing, think about the first thing he did with the roster. Yeah. He snapped half of it away. He literally did. Yeah. No kidding. And that's no exaggeration. Oh. I mean, I remember that. Yeah, that was. I remember a lot of people were really upset. Like, what the heck? Like, what, what's going on? Like, yep. You know? But it was something we saw coming. We knew was coming. We argued should have been coming. I mean, we had enough and a little of the vehicle that this team was. You know, we had gears and springs falling out the back and drove down the road. This guy finally smashed it and bought a new car, or you know, built a new car. Yeah, or is building a new car. So. And I think I mean, we have the right guy at the head of it driving. I think so too. Bernier. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah. been an outstanding coach so far. What a pickup! I mean, that's that just goes to show. I mean, it's crazy. The Coyotes are the freaking bright spot of the state. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I really ask me, like you said, if you'd asked me last year, oh, who's the bright spot of the of the state? Who's going to be the bright spot of the state? I would say, oh, the Suns. Maybe the Cardinals, maybe the Cardinals figure it out after playoff run or whatever. But no, not the Coyotes. Not that I didn't want them to be, obviously. My favorite team, but I wouldn't expect this, that's for sure. No, because we look competent playing out there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're not yeah. just out there dying. We're not. We don't have a bad culture. We don't have like a oh, we got a suck culture. We these kids, they go out there and they fight. They fight for every game. And, and that's what's amazing. The Cardinals were supposed to be good this year. The Coyotes yeah. were supposed to be bad this year. Put the Coyotes' yeah. culture in the Cardinals' culture. Like, well, it's night and day. It's night. It it's is. Com- the Cardinals are rotten to the core. You can tell. Even I, mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the the uh, what's that called hard knocks, but good lord. It's I a rotten watched, culture. It's, I it's terrible. A single second of hard knocks, but you can see it on the body language on the field. Mm-hmm. I love Kyler. I am a big Kyler fan, but he has regressed badly. He and has. a lot of it is due to this culture. You're absolutely right. We need he has a, regressed. I mean, God, he so he has regressed in how he plays, and he has not progressed with his attitude or anything else. Because a shit bag culture we have. It's a shit bag. Whereas, I hate to say it. It's a shit bag culture. It's awful. It's terrible. Whereas the Coyotes, mm-hmm. a month ago, we were ready to shit can Hayton. And over the last three weeks, he's looked good. Better. Yeah, he has. He's still not putting up the points like we want him to. But I also think we need to come to grips with reality that he's a third line center who's going to be a penalty killing specialist. And that's okay. You need those. Those are needed too. You know, not everyone can be the rock star. Sometimes you get out of the drummer, the bassist, you know, sometimes you have to, you know. We still need more points out of him. If we want to be a good team, we need our third line center to be scoring more than it is. And eventually he probably will be replaced on this team with a Connor Geeky if we get a Lucas Carlson type or Adam Fantilli type who can be our first or second line center. Because if we get those guys, our top six is set with center-wise. So Geeky would slot into the third line where he'd be phenomenal. He'd be a killer third-line center. We would have some of the best center depth in the NHL, and that is... When's the last time you heard that about the Coyotes? I couldn't tell you. I was maybe probably... I don't even know. Young. Didn't have a beard on my face, that's for sure. It's just... Yeah, I mean, man, we're it's been. We're know. coming. We're building the wagon. We are, and it's just you like see, I said. It's just crazy. The culture thing, especially, like it's like. I know we said moments, it. Moments you see moments where the skeleton of this wagon that we're building. Mm-hmm. You do. Still you rolls do. people. Toronto still real- goes down on them. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, Toronto. Gonna lose Matthews for nothing. Can't even trade him. That's wild. I just, oh man, I just. I think, I think Matthews does want out though. I don't know. I just the the vibe I'm getting when I watch him play. I do too. But I think he's we, ready to hang him up. We have to improve the team if we want him here. He's not just yeah. gonna come here because he's from here. We have to improve the team, and it doesn't have to be go out and sign free agents, I think he'd come if we got a good enough prospect pool and a bright enough future. Yeah, I think so too. He's a smart enough so guy to see ahead. He is. That's why I think he wants out of Toronto, which I don't blame him. I mean, it's clearly not working, the, whatever they have going on they, up there. At the same time, and I might get crucified for this, as we're coming out of a rebuild, do we really want to pay someone 13 and a half to $15 million a year? You know, and that's what I thought too. I was like, you know, if you think about it, I mean, eventually we're going to have to pay, you know, Logan Cooley, 
Connor Geeky. Keller probably again. Gunther. Uh, well, maybe. Gunther. I mean, Veggie, if he still, <laughs> you know, Michelli. I mean, there's so many people we have to pay. It's like, you know, there's only so much cap space. So, I mean, you would need to take a hometown discount. Maybe. it's. It, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I, I mean, it would have to be. I mean, I don't know. He probably he'd get a lot of endorsements and stuff out here. So I really don't think it'd be. Maybe he would, but then a lot of endorsements. The but, other thing, after this year, after we draft our stellar forward this year, I really think we need to focus on defense. Yeah, for sure. This Veggie is not needs help. draft. There's two defensemen in the top 15. We don't want to draft defense this year. Yeah. But after this year, draft defense heavy. So. I guess we just wait and see. I think Matthews will come maybe when he like, towards the end of his career, you know, just to kind of like, hey, you know, at the well, very I'm least. Sh- I'm not shooting down that he'll come even when he's a free agent. I'm just saying we have to improve this team. Yeah. And 13.2 million, like, like you said, I mean, I think I was thinking that too. It's like, you know, that's that's a lot. Not saying he's not worth it again, but still, it's like we'll have a lot of talent too. So We'll see. Yeah, but at this point, I think we're just rambling back and forth about the same topics. So. Yeah, I think we are. It was. It's been so long. It's been you know a while since we've really kind of come in the studio and recorded. So it has virtual been. studio. But, but nice. I'm done with my move. We're all settled in. Perfect. Yep. This will I've... become a more regular thing again. It's just yep. been a crazy couple months. All. Yeah, it has been. Even my family's had some stuff. It's just been. Yeah, it's been crazy. So. But we'll get back to it. This fireside is kind of like our welcome back and getting settled in. I think we should be recording on Friday. Hopefully, Future doesn't say to regret that. But um, I hopefully. won't be part of it. But the yeah, of you should be. Hopefully, yeah. I think so. Oh, we'll figure something out. Maybe even if it's like a three-way fireside or something. We'll figure something out. So get some more Coyotes content out there for you guys. Love it. You know, favorite part of the day. Recording normally again next week. Yep. So at the very least, you may have just this. You may get an extra episode. Not sure. Uh, but we'll definitely try and get back to the studio more often. So now we're all settled in. The holidays are over, which are great, by the way. Um, so I think with that, I think we're ready to, to end this thing, huh? I'll get to, mm-hmm. I'll post in the morning. So I'll actually get to editing right now. So. Sound. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess if that's it, sir, let's uh, close this out. And any yeah, last words? Well, Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the patience as we've been through a crazy month over the last month, over the holiday season. Oh, yeah. it, I was not expecting to be moving at the start of December, and things just kind of happened. So it kind of just threw the whole month out of whack. So, yeah. Just a crazy month for us all. Oh, for sure. But fun, you know, holidays were good and nice. But I'm ready to go back to normalcy and get cranking on uh, more Cody's content. So from all of us here at the Chirpin' Yotes podcast, we will see you next time.